You are listening to The Mystic Show, episode 184. Yes, we're back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Mystic Show. I'm saying welcome back because I'm coming back (laughs) after about four weeks without an episode. And after our summer of As a Man Thinketh. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're happy to join me at this moment. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and meditation and mysticism and higher values and mindfulness. The purpose of this show is for you and I to have a deeper conversation. Deeper than the normal, everyday, superficial, hey, what'd you eat for breakfast? Um, What'd you see on YouTube today? That kind of thing. If you practice what we talk about on this show, it'll make a big difference in your life. And we put out new episodes every Friday morning. Uh, Obviously, except the last four. But now, this is sort of like a new season for the Mystic Show. It's not really a season, but... You know, the summer was very busy for me, and I came up with the idea to to read As a Man Thinketh over about eight episodes, which was awesome. I don't know, if you haven't read that, or if you haven't listened to those episodes, it starts with episode 175, and it's just tremendous. They're really short episodes, too. So, this episode is packed with a bunch of cool stuff. I'll just say that. What does cool stuff mean to you? (laughs) Maybe that's not the best description. But we're going to talk about some things. And I am going to name my fall. So it's fall now. Actually, when I'm recording this, it's September 29th, 2016. And it'll be published tomorrow morning, which is September 30th, 2016. So we're into the fall. The weather's changing. And... um. One of the shows I was producing for the last six months, one of the hosts, she actually names her seasons. So, for instance, our summer for this show, for the Mystic Show, was the summer of As a Man Thinketh, because we focused on that book and and we took it easy. So the fall, I am dubbing it the fall of the ego. Yes, the fall of the ego. I guess that's just for me personally. I've actually experienced a lot of things within the last year that have really helped me try to see things from a more subtle perspective. And we'll talk about the ego a little bit more. But are you signed up for the midweek pause emails? If you're not receiving these emails, definitely go to pauseyourlife.org and sign up. The emails we send out every Wednesday morning, and it's a midweek pause. So we include some really good material in there, a quote, 
a little picture and a little excerpt from some literature. And it's a small dose of powerful material that you can sometime on Wednesday, it's the middle of the week, just take a pause. Take three, four, five minutes and just read the email and pause. And, and you know, it's a good way to just detach for a few minutes and gain some perspective and sort of recharge yourself. Reset. That's a pretty good word. Sort of hit the reset button. So the midweek pause emails, I hope you're receiving them. I'm working each week to put those together for you. And my wife enjoys them too. So (laughs) next week, next episode is a very special one. I can't wait for you to hear this. There's a man locally here in Colorado Springs. His name is Zach Bellows. And Zach has attended our meetup here, the Pause Your Life meetup in Colorado Springs. Several times he's attended and we just have the greatest conversations with the group. I mean, the group is awesome. Always. But Zach, he has significant experience putting spirituality into practice. And him and I went to this park. This was a couple months ago, actually. In the middle of the summer, we went to this park and I brought two microphones and two stands and we actually, and, and we brought two chairs. So we set up in this park like with two microphones and people were walking by kind of looking at us funny for a minute, but you know, we were having fun and we had about an hour, well, more than an hour, hour and 30 minutes conversation about all kinds of stuff, spirituality. He actually studies A Course in Miracles. That's a book, which was apparently channeled. And I think it's been around for many years. He studies that and he actually spent some time up in Canada. It's like I'm giving the whole intro for next week's show right now. (laughs) Anyway, we talk about really cool stuff. Continuous peace, the spiritual goal, how to listen and follow. And of course, we talked about trust. And it's trust, not not person-to-person trust. (laughs) This is a spiritual trust. And funny, in the middle, well, toward the end of the interview, well, it wasn't really an interview, it was more of a conversation. These two little fledgling birds, they must have been taking their first flight from this tree that was right next to us. One of the birds hit Zach in the head. And you'll actually be able to hear this in the recording because we're both like, what the heck? And, <laughs> and we stopped and then the bird sat like really close to him for the rest of the conversation. It was interesting. And just the cherry on top, we talked about the lie that creates your life. What do you think that lie is? The lie that creates your life. Wow. I've never teased anything so much in my entire life. (laughs) So this is going to be the fall of the ego and every episode is not going to be about the ego, but I may mention the ego or maybe sort of my fall of the ego in many of the episodes. And obviously the idea is not to have more ego. (laughs) It's to have less because we know that in spirituality, the only obstruction to our goal is our ego. So how, let's talk about the ego for a little bit. How does the ego show up? How does it show up in our lives? Well, on a very 
blatant level, on a very gross level, it's sort of like, ooh, I'm entitled. I'm important. My time is worth more than your time. Uh, Over the summer, I met a few folks who were from a big city and very fast-paced lifestyle, very focused on, you know, money and objects and status and all that. And it was almost shocking how far some people are down that road of, of really gross ego. Just they have to have the latest, you know, gadgets. And when they, you know, when they order food, they have to, you know, ask for 47 things to be done special for them. And if it's not right, they complain. And how dare they not give me my food properly? And, you know, respecting other people's time, you know, just the common courtesy of, you know, meeting deadlines or or respecting other professionals' time. It's, they just don't because they're special. And it's a, it's, to me, it's weird. I mean, I just get weirded out. Like, I don't, I mean, I, I do understand it because, uh, you know, there was many years in my life when I was living in a very foolish way, right? I've talked about that a lot on this show. And I had a huge ego in a, in different ways, right? Maybe not necessarily some of those examples, but other examples for sure. So the ego shows up in a gross way and it's, it's difficult. It's difficult, especially when you're practicing spirituality and you're becoming more sensitive and then you interact with different people and you, you can just feel it and you can hear it because you're just more relaxed and, and tuned in. And the people themselves, they don't really see it or they they don't really recognize it. That's just who they are. (laughs) They're kind of lost in this illusion that they're, ooh, some big, important city person with all the cool stuff and all this. And anyway, that's the blatant sort of grosser side of ego. There's a more subtle side to ego. Well, there's many, many facets to our ego. And I'd be curious to know what how you experience ego, you know, maybe with other people, you know, in a, observing other people, but maybe with yourself too. So you can always comment on these posts on this show, uh, on this episode. If you go to themysticshow.net and find episode 184, you can comment on it. Tell me, tell me how you observe ego and maybe tell me how it makes you feel. Because that's one thing. When People treat you like you're not important and your time is not as important and they don't have to respect your time or your anything. And they're clearly worried about really stupid, superficial things rather than the real thing. It, I don't know. How does it feel? It doesn't feel good. It feels annoying. It feels, I personally feel repulsed. I just want to move away from those people and I don't want to talk to them or be near them or do business with them or anything. I just, I, I'm not going to stand here and talk to you or I'm, I'm just not, I'm going to move away. So I'll allow you <laughs> to be whoever you want to be. I'll accept you for who you are, but of course it doesn't mean I have to stand there and put up with nonsense, right? 
So the subtle side of ego, or the one of the more subtle sides, is this whole idea of me and mine. You know, just this idea that we have possessions and I mean, that, that adds to our ego in a very subtle way because clearly possessions are not a bad thing, right? We have to possess certain things, clothing, shelter, food. I mean, we need these things to live, so they're not bad. Even, you know, entertainment and fun and family and, you know, kids and activities and I mean it's all it all has its place (laughs) Uh, but if we sort of identify ourselves with those things or attach ourselves to those things too much then it sort of bolsters our ego It, it puffs up our ego a little bit in very subtle ways so me thinking about me oh that person hurt me or this and that like I think a higher spiritual consciousness I mean, yes, you do still recognize that you are an individual human being. You're still there as a human being. But you see, you don't see things as in terms of me and the rest of the world. It's more of one, one uh, connected and intertwined being. And if you're asking yourself, well, what is that? Well, <laughs> that's the whole... well. That's one of the roles of spirituality is to help you understand that and learn that. It's not a role. It's, it's a part of the adventure, right? It's part of the adventure of being alive as a human being to find out how are we all connected and intertwined and dependent on one another, right? None of us is separate from the rest. And when we think we're separate, that's the ego, The ego says we're separate. It's not the heart. So we'll talk about the heart a little more. So, I don't know. Do I have a goal for this fall with the ego? Mm. Well, I'll tell you this. I am, and maybe you have a plan for yourself for this fall. I have a, my plan, part of it, is to put a lot more time into pause your life. And schedule some retreats and start a few more meetups and and grow the organization and and allow more people to experience what happens when you just pause when you drop all your baggage and your ego and all your attachments and you just spend a couple hours or a couple days being a human being period i mean there's something so light and freeing about that. People have been experiencing it for years with Pause Your Life. So I'm excited to help more people experience that if they want to, obviously. It's not like Pause Your Life is selling anything. It's just there. And if we can let some people know that it's there, the people who really want to pause or need to pause are going to step forward and say, hey, I want to I want to pause. <laughs> so it's exciting. And, and so part of that is obviously just helping other people. And I don't know what that means, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it's going to unfold with, with me 
putting some effort and time into pause your life. I don't know how things are going to unfold. So sort of allowing things to unfold as they should or as they do is part of my just accepting what is. And of course, that is putting my ego aside because if if my ego was big and involved, my ego would say, ooh, I want to book nine retreats and start 15 meetups and we need to sell something and we need to earn $100,000 by the end of the year. I mean, that's ego. Well, it's business too, but it, it's sort of ego. And, and there's nothing wrong with it doing things that way. You know, having plans, setting goals, and, and okay, maybe it includes money, okay. But for me... I'm going to be interested to focus on how I can help people because I might have an idea of how people need to be helped or what help they need, but maybe I'm not correct. And my, my life so far has proved that I'm rarely correct. <laughs> Most everything I've tried is it's just not right. So um, this fall is going to be an adventure for me with the ego, trying to just put it aside and see where I can help and see where it takes me and see where it takes pause your life. Right now I'm putting the finishing touches on a new website and it's, <laughs> it's excruciating. <laughs> it's difficult for me to do work on websites and stuff. That's not my cup of tea, but, but it's, it looks really awesome. So I want to play you a sound clip and I want to ask you if you know what this is. Do you know what this is? You know what that is? That's noise. And there's different kinds of noise. There's actually white noise, and there's pink noise, and there's a bunch of different types of noise. This is actually pink noise. So it has all the frequencies in it, all the frequencies represented in it. I'm not going to get into the sound of it, but I do want to talk about something called noise reduction. Okay, so if you don't know already, I'm an audio engineer, and right now my business is Fractal Recording, and I'm producing podcasts, audio podcasts for businesses and authors and individuals. So I've been an audio engineer for many years. I was in the music business in the 90s and I worked on a bunch of records and I have album credits and I met some famous people. It was fun and I learned a lot, but I really love audio. I was a drummer. I played in several bands and I was always recording my bands and everything. So audio has just been like my thing and that's why you know, doing the mystic show is one of the reasons the mystic show is fun for me is because I'm recording and mixing and creating something. It's just fun. So one of the things with audio engineering and recording audio is this idea of noise. We don't want noise in our recordings. We want the recording. For instance, you're right now you're listening to my voice. There's no noise in the background because I've engineered it that way. I have some foam up behind me to catch the reflections in the room. There's rug on the floor. 
and my and I'm very close to my microphone. So the microphone's picking up my voice and you hear my voice, you don't hear anything else. You don't hear any noise. Right? You with me? The, I'm, I swear I'm making a point. So you, you hear my voice, you don't hear any noise. So, but what happens if I bring in this pink noise and what if I turn the noise up and what if I talk a little lower now the noise is up there and my voice is a little lower I don't know can you hear me you hear more noise than you hear me right so did you hear more noise than you heard me did I get lost in the noise could you could you hear what I was saying with all that noise probably not or maybe you could. Maybe my voice was just above the noise. You could barely hear me. And that's why in recording engineering, we don't want noise because we want you to hear the voice or the guitar or the drums, whatever. So there's an analogy here to life. And, you know, certain things in life are important. Like I said, food, Clothing, shelter, those, you know, water, those are the basics of life, right? Those are absolutely necessary <laughs> to live. Okay, is the new iPhone absolutely necessary for you to live? No. Is a 50-foot pool in your backyard absolutely necessary for you to live? No. Is it necessary for you to own a Lamborghini? No. And there's several analogies here. So some things are important and the other stuff is not important. So you could think of food and water as the signal, the important thing. And you could think of all that other stuff that's not important as the noise, right? The pool, the iPhone, the Lamborghini. That's the noise. What happens in our lives, in many people's lives, is they fill their life with so much noise so many things that aren't really that important. They might, some of them might be fun. Okay, then it has a place. But we all know that typically we fill our lives with way more stuff and noise than we need to fill it with. And what happens then? What happens is when the noise becomes so much, there's so much noise. You're worried about your phone. You're worried about your Lamborghini. And somebody scratched your Lamborghini and then you can't find your iPhone and whatever. And what happens is you forget about the basics of life. Maybe you forget to eat lunch and then maybe, you know, you're angry or you get lightheaded in the car. Or I don't know. So what happens is all the noise just distracts us from the main thing, the signal. I say signal because in audio, they call it the signal to noise ratio. There's a ratio. How much of the signal is there, for instance, my voice, and how much noise is there? And the ratio should be very high. There should be a lot of signal, a lot of the important stuff, and very little of the unimportant stuff. So the other analogy here is our mind. <laughs> is there a little bit of noise in your mind? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, right? So, again, 
in our mind, we have a lot of thoughts that are just random and they're not necessary. They create a lot of noise and they sort they can distract us. Same thing. In spirituality, one way to look at it as well is that the heart, your heart is the true signal and your mind is the noise. Because when we really think about it, when you think about your own life and the, your experiences and the things that have happened and your, you know, your deeper feelings, your heart is always right. Your heart always knows what's up. And your mind is the one that sort of tells you stories and makes you, you know, makes you crazy, won't shut up, you know, talks you into something that you shouldn't have done. You know, your heart says, no, I shouldn't do that. And your mind is saying, well, all kinds of things. Everyone else does it. Why not? What's the big deal? Or just do it once. Your mind says all these things, but your heart knows. So another way to look at the signal to noise ratio is how much of your heart are you hearing versus how much of your mind are you hearing? And of course, that's one of the main benefits of meditation is to sort of regulate your mind. So you, you, you bring your mind down to a normal level of thinking, not craziness level. Because when your mind, you know, operates on a normal level of thinking, it's fine. I mean, the mind has a function. Our mind is very important for what it's good at. <laughs> It's good at calculating and logical thinking when, when that's necessary. But the heart is the thing that tells us right and wrong. And we just know it. It's not, it's not up for debate. It's not, doesn't have to be questioned and answered. It just, you just know. You just absolutely know. Like when someone, if you're in the presence of someone and they, need help. Or if there's an older person and they're struggling to get up out of their chair, I mean, you just, you help them. You don't think about it. You don't worry about it or talk, you know, talk yourself into it. Your, your heart responds and you get up and you help the elderly person or a child. Kids need help a lot, right? So signal to noise in your life. This, this might be an exercise you want to do. It, maybe you want to think about, okay, what is the signal in my life? What's important? And what is the noise in my life? <laughs> what is not really that important? And sometimes just doing a little assessment can really help, help give you perspective. And, you know, in a way, it's, a, it's sort of getting you off of autopilot as well. You know, we, we live our lives and we just get into these habits and routines and we get, get into autopilot and we don't even think. We just go and we do. And that's okay at times. And there's also time to step back and reflect, which is actually what Pause Your Life is all about. So when you step back and reflect on your life, you, you have that other perspective. So yes, you know, doing, 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 you have that perspective of just doing. And then you can step back and have the perspective of, you know, thinking and analyzing and just observing. 
And when you put those two perspectives together, that's when you can really see your, your own life from a higher level. And then you can steer your own life when it needs to be steered. So that's the signal to noise. I hope that pink noise, I hope it ended up sounding good. Well, actually, after I record this, I'm going to mix it. So I'll just make sure I mix it. So, <laughs> so my voice got buried in the sound. So I'm happy to be back recording The Mystic Show. I'm really happy that next week you're going to hear my chat with Zach. And last weekend we were home, my wife and I, but the three weekends before that we were traveling all around Colorado. We took basically weekend road trips and we had a lot of fun. We saw a lot of mountains, a lot of beautiful nature. And, and that's, that's why I'm bringing it up because of nature. Sometimes when we're in our everyday world, when we're in that routine, when we're on autopilot, it's hard to see things or feel things or think about things. So for me, nature has been something that allows me to just really sort of detach from everyday life. And I'm sure you felt it when you go into nature, there's just this calm, there's simplicity. It sort of blanks out your mind a little bit. It just kind of clears things. And, and, and that's why nature is wonderful. That's why we, that's why it's very helpful on a, especially when you're on a spiritual journey to spend time in nature and spend time just being with yourself or, and you don't have to be by yourself, but you know, these moments in life when we're in a place where we can sort of just be detached and sort of in this state of wonder, that's like when our soul can breathe. And I don't mean to, I don't mean it to sound like I believe that the soul breathes and stuff, but I'm just saying it, it, it like makes our life breathe. And I don't know if I can explain that any better. And I don't know if that made sense. But I think on some level, you probably get it. So I really appreciate you listening. This is a wonderful journey that I'm on and that you're on. We're all, as human beings, we're all on this journey of this transition from ambition to meaning. And yes, I'm taking that, I'm borrowing that from Wayne Dyer who said that in his movie, The Shift, which is a brilliant movie. We have to move from the ambition phase of our life to the meaning phase and go deeper. And that's when we find, well, let's see what you find. (laughs) It's your journey. So until next time, if you'd like to sign up for the midweek pause emails, Go ahead to pauseyourlife.org. And you know what else to do. Keep shining.